Welcome to the photography edition of Colin Talk featuring an interview with Nick Brumfield from Digital Cloud Media Productions as we discuss Nick's journey into photography as well as tips and tricks everyone can use for stunning attractive photos. So let's give a warm welcome to our special guest. Please welcome the founder and CEO of Digital Cloud Photography, Nick Brumfield from Lake Oswego, Oregon. Hi Colin, thank you so much for having me. Thanks. So how did you get started with photography and what spiked your interest? Well, I mainly got started, I um, take a lot of pictures of my phone. And you know, I'd go back and I'd put those photos on my computer and they'd be like, hey, I wanna get better photos. So the next thing I did is I went and I just bought you know, a DSLR and my photos started taking off from there. And once I started seeing other popular people on Instagram, I started posting to there. And that's where my photo um, jobs started taking off and I just got an interest in it the more I grew and got better with photography. What inspired you to, you know, after you really are inspired by photography and you've taken a lot of photos uh, and you've kind of self-taught, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, what spiked your interest to create the digital cloud? Well, a lot of times it looks professional when you have a business and um, I wanted to follow my passion of photography and filmmaking as well. And I felt a company would be the best way to do that. Uh, you created the digital cloud and was how how much uh, effort did that take to create a whole business and a website and all that so starting the business with the state of Oregon it probably only took me about a couple months three to four months to say and then it started taking off a couple years later and then it's starting to grow more and more as I continue to get more jobs what kind of jobs have you done over you know the time that you've had the digital cloud so these past few months, I've been doing races for uh, triathlons, and they've been in the Oregon and Washington area. It is, uh, it's mainly for uh, Y racing events and Best in the West events. They're for Y racing events? Yes. The, the name of the company is called Y Racing. Okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> I saw you post that on Instagram. So uh, what are some tips that you can give our listeners about taking photos and uh, even videos that everyone can use? Well, don't, I see a lot of competition is don't try to compete yourself or compare yourself to others. Just do you create with it. I mean, even if it's bad, just still go with it and you'll get better. If they're taking a photo like on their phone or taking a video and they want to get a beautiful, stunning shot, what are some tips that you could say? Don't have your photos too bright or too dark. Uh, either show more sky or more of the foreground would be my opinion. That usually looks good. So that kind of ties in with uh, exposure and um, what what are tips that you can give them on using the grid? So you were telling me about like the rule of thirds. Yes, so on the iPhone, you can go into the settings and enable the grid and it shows uh, there's two um, lines that are on the horizon and then there's two lines that go vertically. And so you either want to put your horizon on the top or the bottom. And so doing that, um, it puts less stress on the eye because it knows where to look. It either looks up or it looks down. If you put your horizon in the center, it puts stress on the eye because it's having to figure out what you're trying to show more of. So let's say that they were in the city. What kind of tips could you give them about taking a photo in the city? In in the city, you kind of, I mean, it could be as far as like to people or it could be the buildings looking up, you know, through the buildings, that kind of thing. It could be anything along those lines. Okay. And so when they're taking a shot, say it's of a building or something, uh, what what photos can you look at and what photos 
like when you're taking a photo and say you're looking at a building do you do you try to look for patterns before you take a shot or anything like that well when you're growing in photography the better you get at it the more you could just look and see like oh yeah that's going to be really good so you can look at something just with your eyes and say yes i can photograph that really well and so you're going to get like you're going to look at it with your eyes and you're going to imagine that being in your camera so you just look up with your phone angle it exactly where your eyes are looking and you take that picture and then boom it's that magical moment what equipment could you recommend to someone who's just getting started with photography so if you're just getting started i'd probably i'd recommend like a small dslr like beginner dslr like buy it equipped with the lens and everything um and if you're using your phone just you know use your phone you can get other apps that will um do that'll take photos in different formats for you as well i don't really know what those apps are but you know i mean they'll improve your photos a lot better when you're using a dslr or something like that how does somebody um choose you know this is the one for me and how would they go about using that what are some tips you could give them if they had one of those cameras well you want to start with the lower molecule so all all cameras they can photograph the same thing it's just others the ones that are higher up they have a better way of doing it because they have a bigger sensor so when starting out, you want to start one with like a, you know, a little sensor that can be for like no greater than probably a thousand bucks. And so you were telling me about uh, like portrait mode on the iPhone compared to a manual portrait mode that you would do. So how are they different and how it would be uh, taking a photo with a DSLR better than just taking a photo with an iPhone? Well, DSLRs give you a more full range of control, whereas iPhones, you stick it up, point it there. And then click and then you're done whereas um dslrs you can set everything you know your exposure your aperture your iso you can set all of that yourself and get a better photo so uh for some of our listeners that may not know what those are can you give us like a quick definition on those kind of terms yes yeah, so shutter speed um it's usually expressed in the number of like 1 250 or 1 500 or um 115 and that means 1 15th of a second and that can go down further to like 30 seconds or 50 or, you know, 80, however long you want it to go. And it can go really fast as an 100, as one 500th of a second. So the faster the shutter speed is, the uh, more motion it'll capture, whereas the less the shutter speed, the less motion it captures. The aperture is, um, it's a hole that opens up in the lens. And so the smaller the number, the bigger the hole is, and it's gonna let a lot of light in. And then the bigger the number, the smaller the hole is. So it doesn't let a lot of light in. So put that into proportion for some of our listeners. So what would be a professional camera's aperture compared to an iPhone's aperture, which is 1.8? Yeah, so an iPhone's aperture, which is 1.8, like you said, is really good. Most DSLR lenses, they only go that low if they're a prime lens. A prime lens is a lens that doesn't zoom. But um, the lower the f-stop, the more the blur. So if you have like a f1.8, that's really good. If you have an f22, everything's going to be in focus. And so how is that different? If I was to say, you know, your camera has a lower and the iPhone has a higher or something like that, how is that different? When you're taking a photo, how can you notice that difference? Well, you really can't because if it's if it's the same if it's the same aperture, it's the same aperture. It's going to look the same. The only thing that determines the difference is the raw photo and the JPEG image. The raw photo is going to allow you to um, customize it a lot more easier, balance the color, you know, 
increase the saturation and do all the stuff that you normally couldn't do with a JPEG. When people are taking these photos, uh, say it's with a professional camera, why are the lenses bigger than, say, a phone, and how would that affect taking a photo? Well, the bigger the lens, the farther you can zoom. So if you have a really small lens, it's not going to go very far. If you have a bigger lens, such as a telephoto, you could zoom in almost to see the moon very clearly, like as if it were like right next to you. Nice. So um, moving on, what happens after a photo is taken? Are there any editing tips you could give uh, to someone? Let's start out with basic editing. What are some basic editing tips that you could give somebody? So right now what I do is I'll take the photo and then I'd put it in Lightroom or if you don't have Lightroom, I'd recommend using like um, like the photo library that's on your computer. But basically some basic editing tips would just be uh, you could bring down your highlights, increase saturation, you know, improve contrast, you know, stuff like that. Just the basic color controls. So uh, once again, what are some like short definitions you could give uh, people on all, all of those terms that you just use for editing and what's like the most basic changes that someone could make to a photo that might make it look a lot better? I'd, I'd say the most basic changes would be the saturation and contrast is really where it comes into play. Because if you have clean, crisp colors, that's what usually looks really good is whatever pops to the eye. What could you uh, give them for like a definition of contrast, saturation, highlights, that kind of thing? Contrast, it improves the sharpness of everything. And also it'll darken the shadows of everything as well. So like the vibrancy. Right, for sure. And then what about saturation? Saturation will just make the colors more rich. And what about highlights? Highlights are, those are like the bright stuff that comes on the photo. So if you take a picture of a landscape, if you bring down the highlights, you notice your clouds will come back. That, that kind of thing. It's also the light on someone's face as well. So when someone's just taking a photo, how can you give them tips on uh, exposure? It kind of just depends on your lighting. You know, if you have, if your sunset's darker, make the picture darker. If you want to expose your foreground, make the picture lighter. If you want to expose the sky, make your picture darker. What would be your preferred editing software uh, for someone who wants to become a professional photographer and filmmaker? So hands down, just Adobe all the way. Adobe Lightroom or Photoshop if you're editing photos, Premiere, After Effects if you're going to be editing video. Adobe, if you can, get the whole creative cloud. Adobe is hands down the best program for any kind of thing you're looking to do. And why would you say that that's the best compared to, say, another editing program? Because it's, it's the most professional software that is out there with Adobe. I've just been using Adobe for probably over about 10 years now, and it's never failed me ever. That's a good thing to hear. So what we were talking a lot about photos, but what about now uh, making films and video? If you want to get good at doing videos, just just shoot everything, you know, everything and anything, you know, just you'll get better at it. You know, you're not going to create the like your very first video. It's not going to be really good. You have to just shoot everything, even if it's bad or terrible. It doesn't look good. Just still shoot it because you'll improve upon it. Practice makes perfect. So is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners about, say, if they want to become a professional photographer, what would be a step that they could take after getting a camera to, you know, open up their opportunities? Well, what I did is, what I'd recommend is if you follow people who are actually better than you, people who are really good at what they do, then that gives you an eye for what 
looks really good. And so you can try to go out there and recreate that yourself. So how can people get in contact with you if they want to learn more? Well, there's many ways. You can go to digitalcloudmp.com or you can go to Google and type in Digital Cloud Media and my company will be just right there. I want to make the correction. You're actually Digital Cloud Media Productions, not Digital Cloud Photography. Correct. Yes, we do all types of photography and video. So Sweet. All right. Well, it was great having you on the show. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you for having me. That's our show. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher for an episode every Sunday. Be sure to leave a rating and review in the comments section on colintalk.org or Apple Podcasts to be featured on our website's testimonials. I'm Colin, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.